0: And I just say, yes. I told you that uh, I had a song that just kept coming to me in the night, uh, several nights in a row, and it was, unveil my eyes that I might see, I might hear, I might know your glory. I truly believe it's a word of the Lord for this year. Everyone needs to have their eyes unveiled. You may have met Jesus, but there may be a measure of what you're not seeing. And we all have measures we don't yet see. But there is in this hour a need for the people of God. And we prayed it on the way in. That our eyes would be unveiled, our ears would hear what the Spirit is saying. Do you realize he's Lord of the universe, but it also says that he knows exactly what's going on with every person and what he wants and his will. And this earth is under his hands. And he wants his people aligned with that. And so that's us. So I've been praying, Lord, let me see the world through the reality of perfect love. And I just want to tell you that's not a politically correct statement. I want you to hear what I'm going to say. Let me see the world through the reality of perfect love. Seated with him, he sits in the heavens and he laughs. He mocks the enemy. He mocks evil. He mocks. And his laughter is that it's already been defeated on the cross and is soon going to be completely put under his son's feet. We are those ambassadors on the earth right now to see things put under his feet his cross Jesus's cross brought destruction to the sin of the world I can't even state it uh, strong enough the cross destroyed the sin that destroyed us The cross destroyed the sin that destroyed the earth that caused corruption and hatred and wars and rumors of wars. And how can this all be happening? And how can people's hearts get so hard? And how can they kill their babies? And how can they divorce? And how can, and how can? And all of us have been wounded by the sin of the world, whether it was in us or whether it was in people around us. It doesn't matter. We've all had to be healed by the grace of God. But the cross brought destruction to the sin. It is finished. It is forever and will be forever annihilated for all eternity. But saying all that, he hates the sin of this world. He hates it. He loves people for God so loved the world, but he hates the sin he hates it. And when it says he sits in the heavens and laughs, it turns around and says he's going to deal with the sin of the earth. And I'm not talking judgment here today. I'm not. I'm talking freedom. I'm talking a freedom. The greatest freedom that ever came to me was freedom from sin. The greatest freedom that will come to our nation is to be free from sin. But if you don't think sin is wrong and if you don't think it's evil... You will always be blinded. You will never, ever see truth. Loving with his eyes and perfect truth, with love, what is salvageable in us. Every one of us had to be, I'm, I'm not going to say the word right, salvaged. We all did. We were all on a trash heap and he salvaged us and made me new. Gave us all new lives. Isn't that incredible? New New. And when we ask him to salvage our bodies, he heals tents that are kind of decrepitating. That's probably not a word either. Oh well, I'm just making a new dictionary today and it's okay. But he came to salvage what was salvageable in us. But he will never tolerate, because he can't, he will never align with sin. 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 And I'm just going to tell you what's so incredible. Anyone who ever aligned with Jesus walked away from sin. All through the word, if they came, if they aligned with Jesus, they walked away from sin. Here's one. Of course, and, and, uh, and I've studied the Jewish culture a lot, having been to Israel so much. I know this. Women were considered dirt. Winter, women were not listened to. Women were not a part. Thank God I'm not a woman. And that's what women were. And that's the, that's the culture where all these women following Jesus was. All these women started following him. So he was invited to a dinner. And one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. One of the Pharisees, one of the right ones. So Jesus went to his home. I'm Luke seven thirty-six. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. And when a certain immoral woman, she was known, she had a reputation in town. Probably many of the, many of the Pharisees knew her, and you know what I mean. I'm sure they knew her. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. And then she knelt down behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. And when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman It's touching him. She's a sinner. And that Jesus answered his thoughts. I love that. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher. Simon replied, and Jesus told him the story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to another, but neither of them could repay him. They were both debtors, period. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, I suppose the one he canceled the larger debt. He said, that's right. And so Jesus said, in other words, Simon, you're a debtor too. Jesus said, and then he looked at the woman and he said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she's not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, because she aligned with him, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. You can't align with Jesus and not be forgiven. And you can't align with Jesus and continue to walk in sin. Jesus is what this nation needs. It's Jesus. It's who he is. Yes, we need change in our political stand. We do. But it's Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is the one. We were declaring Jesus over this nation on the way to church. Jesus is the one. And he said, her sins are forgiven. She's shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little only shows little love. And then he said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man who goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Soon afterwards, Jesus began chapter 8 a tour of nearby towns, preaching and announcing the good news of the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples, men with him, along with women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases and bad reputations and all of it, and they followed him, and they sinned no more, because when you align with Jesus, sin dissipates. It's not like you go I'm not going to sin. It's like when you go with him things clean up. When you start walking with him and loving him, you things fall away. The more that you walk with him, the more healed you are. The more that you walk with him, the cleaner you get. If this nation will walk with Jesus, we'll get clean. We'll get clean. That's where we're at. Another place was the woman caught in adultery. Same story. Same kind of story. uh john 8 jesus returned to the mount of olives but early in the next morning he was back again in the temple and this time it's the temple and a crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them and he was speaking the teachers of religious law and the pharisees brought a woman who'd been caught in the act of adultery and put it, they put her in front of the crowd teacher they said this woman was caught in the act of adultery the law of moses says to stone her what do you say they were trying to trap him to say something they could use against him. Now, you realize this God of the universe who hates sin. He's not, I mean, you've got to see that. But Jesus stooped down, and he wrote in the dust all the other sins. He wrote in the dust, and they kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, all right, but let the first one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. And when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest. Because he had more sins, probably, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. And then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, no, Lord. And he said, neither do I. Follow me. Go. Sin no more. You can't. Align with me, dear. Align with me. She's probably one of the followers all the way to the end. She probably was. Another one was Zacchaeus. Not only did when, Jesus, when he aligned with Jesus, he repaid. I think maybe Trent talked on Zacchaeus last week. So for 48 years, January 22nd, this nation aligned with abortion. Ron and I were married in 1973, the year of Roe v. Wade. We were called with the spirit of Elijah. Before we got married, the Lord told us He'd called us with the spirit of Elijah to call the children back to their fathers and the fathers back to their children. So now we're heading towards 48 years. On January 22nd, our first son was born in 1973. Our second second son died on January 22nd, three years later, in 1976, Roe v. Wade Day. I marched in D.C. when I was pregnant with Hannah. I've been in stands after stands. So what I want to say to you is, back to Jesus and aligning with Jesus, in God we trust, in Jesus Christ, the Savior. Saying all that, Let's talk about the Ten Commandments, and I'm not talking about law. I'm talking about the fulfillment of Christ on the earth. This is the the Ten Commandments, and I want you to hear it. Ten Commandments. Love. Honor God. Love him above everything else. Get rid of idols. Don't be greedy. Love him. Love him. Honor his name. Don't say his name dishonoringly. Honor the Lord. And that is the name of Jesus. That is the name of Jesus. Honor him. Rest in him. Trust him. Honor your father and mother. This nation was founded on the honor of father and mother. And this nation has departed and departed when it was my generation. When we didn't even know how to honor anymore. And I'm telling you, if we're going to be healed, the honor has got to come back in. And it will be for your fathers and your mothers. Honor them. Be honoring, grateful culture of people. So now we've listened and heard teachings on being an honoring culture. Grateful. Grateful for what was given you. Grateful for the food you had on your table. Grateful for the clothes that were given you. Grateful, 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 grateful. This is all a part of honoring father and mother. Grateful. Honoring the people, culture. And now, the fulfillment of Christ, the very first one. Do not murder. Do not kill. Do not do not, let alone do not commit adultery and steal and lie and cheat and be jealous of others. Be content with God's blessing on you, gratitude. Jesus shed his blood to infiltrate us, to live in us, and we in him. We are seated in heaven, and we have authority as believers. We are kings and priests. Ron and I have... Oh, Talk about intercession. Ron and I have had one thing after another in intercession. you got to understand, this is 48 years for us. We listened to Derek Prince and prayed and fasted. We have cried out to the Lord. We have sent kids to be part of the cause, to see this thing pulled down. We've given our hearts and our minds and our lives, not just abortion. Abortion is horrible, but all the sins that culminate, with murder and below, all of them, homosexuality, same-sex marriage, uh, fathers and mothers that aren't, uh, all of those things, all of those things, destroying the family unit. I love that as a country in, uh, in Europe that is saying that a true family is a father, woman, and a mother. No, I said the wrong way, so... I'm doing a new dictionary, but please don't write it yet. (laughs) I'm just telling you, it is so important in this hour to walk after the integrity align with the Lord. Everything is forgiven. I want to tell you something about the prodigal son that you need to understand. The prodigal son was in the far country and he came to himself. Oh, my goodness, he came to himself. He began to go, my father would feed me better than this. My father took care of me. Honor, honor, honor came. I'll go back to my father, and I'll be a slave if I have to be. Yes, he did tons of sins. He knew better. But he ran back, and Father ran and saved his life, because that's our hearts. God loves all men. There isn't any sin too deep. There's no sin that cannot be forgiven. None. None. And eradicated and removed until there's redemption, redemption, redemption. But the oldest son was out in the field. It would be us who've been serving for a long time in the field. We've been serving him. Lord, we're trusting you. We've been walking in faith. We're trusting you. And in comes the ones who brought so much destruction And all that the father asked of him, he already said, son, everything's yours. You guys, kings and priests, it's all yours. The kingdom's yours. It's already yours. All he asked of us is that we would forgive our brothers and our sisters and love them. This is a kingdom of love. It's not a kingdom of sin. It's a kingdom of love and forgiveness. And I believe in this hour that we're going to see a revival. And God's going, the only thing I'm asking of you is that your heart would be free, that you'll come in the house and celebrate. Every prodigal that comes in, everyone who's done evil, even if they tried to kill you, that you're going to love them and forgive them. Everything is already yours anyway, son and daughter. It's already yours. So Ron and I have been having a huge time of intercession. And it's funny, Marty, what you were sharing. Because I'm, you guys know I don't like dark. I i was made for heaven. Sorry. I hate dark. <laughs> I do. But I keep seeing, in your light, I see light. In your light, we see light. And then it said, Jesus' eyes were like Brighter than a million suns, and I'm like, oh, he's in me, and the light is in me. Let your light be light. Let your light be light. Shine in us. Let your light be light in this nation. So, there's a movie that um, Ron and I had watched, and I probably a lot of you know of it. It's called Winslow Boy. It's an English movie, and the the phrase on it just over and over in both of us because we've been praying for justice. Let right be done. Let right be done. When you hear of all of these things that should have been prosecuted and aren't, let right be done. Let right be done. So we've been walking in the house going, let right be done. Let right be done. I said, ooh, we need to watch that movie. Let right be done. And it is the completion of all of these things. So it's a young boy accused And he has no proof that he wasn't the one. And they take the case and it starts out with let right be done. And so it looks like he's going to lose. Everything is culminating to a no win. And then they come down to a statement. And I pray this for our nation. You will not side with the powerful over the weak. The weak is our unborn. The weak is those that need our help and love and care, our children, our offspring. Do you realize, I think Dutch Sheets said, I don't want to have to apologize to the next 10 million babies. I'm telling you, I can't quit. There's nothing in me that can quit this fight. There's nothing in me that can stop. We've been on it 48 years and it will continue. And it's not just that. It's about aligning with Israel. It's about morality in our nation. It's about marriages looking like marriages again and homes looking like homes again. It's about it all. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm telling you I can't stop. And I haven't been speaking out really strongly, but we're up against an evil agenda in this nation like we've never seen before. And God has got to move. Let right be done. Let right be done. Let right be done. And so, then he stood up and said, you will not side with the powerful over the weak. When you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And it won the court case and decided it. When you've done it unto the least of these, when you've done it unto a little unborn baby, when you've done it to the weak, when you've done it to the elderly that can't stand for themselves anymore, when you've done it for all of them. And I'm not talking, if you've had an abortion, it's forgiven. I'm, de- I'm, I'm telling you, you'll see your baby in heaven. I, this is not about uh, condemnation. This is about the Redeemer. And he said, go and sin no more. Walk with me, align with me in this hour. But the name of Jesus has got to be lifted up in our nation. Let right be done. It's about Jesus. It's not about somebody getting up in Congress and praying to some idol, idolatrous junk. We are a nation that was founded. I was born out of the Revolutionary War. I have have so many ancestors from that Revolutionary War. I had one of them that was right next to George Washington. He was his top spy going in. Let right be done. We were founded for a nation under God. We were founded in this hour. You guys, we can't quit. Let right be done. So... I was listening to. Um, <sighs> I was listening to something Cat Kerr said, and uh, you know, I just want to tell you there are some people that are prophesied the way it's going to be, and it's going to be this, and some have prophesied this and this. I don't care. God bless the prophets. We need the prophets in the church. God bless them all. Don't divide over uh, splitting hairs. Don't have division in this hour, not over denominations, not how we see it. If we can't agree on the Ten Commandments and that Jesus, when you align with him, he eradicates sin, then we can't agree on anything. Because this isn't about, this is life and death. This is not about our own personal preferences of whether I want to be sprinkled when I'm baptized or whether I speak in tongues and you don't. It doesn't matter. What matters is Christ and Christ alone. And we're in an hour where that's what the Revolutionary War was about. It was about the Puritans who came in and wanted freedom to worship, not come under a state rule that told them how to, how to worship and how the government was, they, couldn't, they could not move. The Methodists at that point, point were fiery. They could not move in the spirit in any way. They had to do it under some legal way, and they fought for the freedom of it. We're here. For the freedom to worship Jesus. It wasn't the freedom to worship Buddha. It wasn't the freedom to worship idols. It wasn't the freedom to worship. Now, I'm not saying kill them or destroy them in any way, the people that do those things. But show them the light. Love them and show them the light. We're the nation of light. We were called as a nation to to evangelize the world. Everywhere I've gone in the world, we have evangelized. They are Christians. They walk. You know what's so incredible is, you know, we were all part of the Brownsville Revival at one time. And I went to one, uh, One, it was in um, Malaysia. I, one of the, I've been to so many places. Just like everything else, it's kind of there. I was over there, you know. Anyway, and I was in this group, and we were worshiping. And they were singing all the songs of Brownsville. All of them, because because evangelists had come in and shared the word of the Lord to them. It's happened all over the world. Salt and light is who we're called to be. And the enemy is coming in this hour to try to destroy the salt and light that we are. And I say, no, let right be done. Let the light shine. Let the light shine. So saying that, I'm just going to ask you, if you're not in agreement with what I'm saying, then just don't, just don't open your mouth. But if you are, I want you to agree. I'm going to speak words, and I want you to stand with me in that. But it says if you decree a thing, if you declare a thing, light will shine on its way, and it will be established. If you decree a thing, if you declare a thing, but I want to tell you why you can It's You know, in the Old Testament, it was because of the covenant of Abraham. We are part of that covenant. But now we are under a greater covenant, the covenant of the blood, that sees us as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the purity of God, and we are kings and priests unto our God. We carry authority, all of us. There is an authority. There's more authority in your little finger than anything the devil can answer. If you're walking with Jesus, you are kings and you are priests in this hour. And so I want you to see yourself as kings and priests with a crown on your head and authority. And you have angels all around you. So, Lord, we call forth the angels to stand with us today because we're going to make a declaration together. We're going to decree together. We're going to decree together these things. So if you want to stand, if you are not in agreement, it's fine. We love you anyway. It doesn't matter. You're not loved because you agree with us. But if you are in agreement, I'm asking you, see yourself as a king and as a priest of God with the authority when your words speak that something changes. So I'm I'm just going to tell you this right now. The scripture says what you will allow. God says I will allow. When he gave the keys to the kingdom, he said what you will allow. I will allow. What you will not allow. I will not allow. When you make stands as the people of God, authority, you have the authority. Understand that I want you to say to yourself, I have the authority of Christ. I have the authority of Christ. I am a king. I am a priest priest. unto my God. I will no longer longer. tolerate Tolerate. lying, Lying. stealing, Stealing. cheating, Cheating. illegal activities, death, Death. murder murder in my government. In my, in my family, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Yeah. My, my, ruling. my ruling, what I have to say about that, what, say about that. what, you, say, what you say, you will match, you will match. My, ruling. my ruling. Oh, sorry, that's not, you guys are doing really good. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to just read that part. That wasn't a quote after me. About my ruling, what I have to say about that, what I say, he will match my ruling. My words have power. So now we're going to go on. Fear Fear. will fall on all. all. Doing those things, things. kings kings and priests make rulings. We are, we are kings and priests. We are making a ruling. We, a ruling. we, say, no. we say no. I'm not tolerating, I'm not tolerating this, this evil, evil in this nation. In, this nation. In, my in my government, it belongs to God. It belongs to God. My children, my children belong, to God. belong to God. Lord, we invite heaven's army right now. We invite you to come and fill our words. We ask you to flood Washington, D.C. We ask you to flood our county. We ask you to flood this nation with the army of the Lord. And we thank you that you will fight for us as we come in agreement with you. Lord, I ask you to teach us how to rule and to decree to stand Lord I just think Zach's word was so powerful Lord how many times have things not looked the way that we wanted them to look how many times and yet you came the Lord has always been faithful to give me dreams in January about things to come and I had a dream Last night that I just thought, oh, it's just my life. It's just, you know. And so I didn't think any more about it except that we were decreeing light and declaring light on the way in. And the dream came to me. And I thought, huh. So I looked up. It was about Micah. Micah is um, Yahweh, Lord God Almighty. Micah is Lord God Almighty, God is with us, Micah. Micah, in the dream, and it was a Micah that I've known, was having babies. She'd already had four. She was having five at once, okay? They were all being birthed. She had, and I was the midwife, she had five, four already. And now it was time for her to birth the fifth one. But the fifth one was huge, and it was in backwards, And I'm sitting there trying to help this birth, never seeing anything like it. It was literally laying sideways with the back coming first. And anyone who's ever done midwifery or anything like that will understand. Babies cannot come out that way. But the baby did. It came out totally backwards, totally. And when it was born, it was healthy and strong. And I looked at her having birth, Micah, God with us, God, Lord, God Almighty. And I looked at her and I said, aren't you tired? You just had five babies, which is grace. Five is the number of grace. And she said, no, I'm not tired at all. I feel fine. I feel totally energetic. She had not yet named the babies. The fifth baby was huge. She had not named them. I knew that we, I was in a new season, in the dream, in my own life, and I said, well, I've already had my children. I'll help you with yours. The babies were not yet named, but they <coughs> were completely whole and strong. And I believe that even if this fifth baby is being birthed backwards, it's going to be fine. I do not know what all that means. This is a prophetic dream. Pray into it. Tony felt like Micah represented the intercessors. I think the midwives represent intercessors. I don't know totally what it means. But what happens is he gives me things like that. And they play out through the year. And I'll look and go, oh my goodness, that totally. But the Lord God Almighty was with us. He was strong. He was not weak. And he did it. All he completed, all of it. So, Father, right now, we lift our lives to you in this season. We all, Lord, are looking at you. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You are Lord God Almighty, King of kings, the mighty one. And, Lord, you have put all your enemies under your feet. And, Father, you said to your son, Son, sit here until I put all your enemies under your feet. Lord, we, your kings and your priests, are part of that. Today, we saw something put under the feet of Jesus. We saw it as we declared it. Lord, that we would not tolerate evil in our nation. Father, we ask you for dreams, visions. We ask you to strengthen the body of Christ in this hour across this nation. We ask you for the spirit of revival. Let light come. Lord, let there be a holy light come. Unveil our eyes that we might see your glory. And Lord, we thank you that we have aligned our lives with you. We thank you that, Lord, like the ones forgiven, we are, and we are free. Teach us to walk in this hour that we have never walked in before, in this new time. And, God, I declare victories over your people. In Jesus' name, amen.